The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. What I'm going to do is until I get a new, uh, instead of putting my hand right here on the mouse pad, I'm just going to put it right here. So the mouse is going to be a little bit closer to the uh, little bump. Don't they make those mouse pads with a little thingy, thingamajig, the gel? I mean this. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that Asuka? That is Asuka. Oh, man. Well, I was thinking of something less degen and like they have like a gel pad where, you know, her boobs are. I guess same thing, right? It is. <laughs> All righty, welcome back, everybody. Seems like we just did it because we did last week. It is Ride to Orbis, a gaming podcast, episode nine. We have returned. My name is Max Splicer. I'm joined by the most famous zero water drinker in the state of Texas, Mr. Broken Wing himself. Maybe I'm a lion. Hey, uh, hey, Zero Water, can we get a, uh, can we get a sponsor? Man, you're How hunting the sponsorships. It was Athletic Greens last week, and then... I'm hunting for us to get paid, okay? <laughs> I want us to get paid. Remember when we did Hollywood, we got approached by Manscaped? And I yeah. was like, oh, man, it's too bad you guys are approaching us now because... One, we're planning on going on a hiatus because I was like in between moving and the whole thing. And plus, mm-hmm. even back then, I didn't know what the future for FGC Hollywood was going to be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I mean, oh, hey, well. I'm willing. I'm willing to sacrifice. OK, <laughs> if they give us if Athletic Greens actually does reach in and it's like, hey, yeah, you've definitely you know? made it known <laughs> that you're you'll be the corporate chill on this podcast. You'll read every ad as long as there are dollar signs attached to it. So you're you are our Justin Wong. If this was triple KO, you are the Justin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least uh, you know, at least with I'm a little bit more entertaining than Justin Wong, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Less boomer, but um also less talented in, in fighting games, you know, you would have to admit, right? Fair, fair enough. That is I mean, a fair statement. How many people in the world really are as talented in fighting games as Justin Wong? It would have it's like would you say I'm saying not not like one fighting game. I'm I'm taking fighting game as a whole as a whole. As a whole. Yeah. How many, he can play mostly every fighting game yeah. at a competent level. And he reaches a very high level at a, in a short period of time whenever he the new fighting game comes out. That he tries in. So would you say the number of people who are as good or better in fighting games or at fighting games than Justin Wong, would you say that number is more or less than 10? 10 10 or greater? I'd say more than 10, but I wouldn't say it's like 50. I would say it's like higher than 10, but it depends. So like, I'd say... What is his name? He's not Slash. He's the other. He's the one who's basically now the like Arab or uh, Arabic uh, Leffen. Arabic the... Leffen. Yeah, he's a NASR or NSAR. He's the guy who everyone thought was the best at Guilty Gear until like he got his ass whooped by Leffen and. Uh, oh yeah, um, dude, what's his name? I forgot. Well, hey. Yeah, Latif, yeah. 
Latif, no, I don't know that Latif is at that level. I would say, trying to think who's at that level. Kazunoko, um, Dogura, right? Like, I'm thinking of those guys. Like, like winning at a high level and multiple different fighting games against people who play those fighting games at a high level. I think, like, even Daigo, I don't think, is really in that discussion. Tokido is. Like, Tokido is in that discussion. But, um, yeah, Justin, you know, Justin as well. You know, I would say uh, he's still a, show, a new up and yeah, he is. I'd say a new <laughs> a new up and comer is Mas uh, Masoma. Have you heard of Masoma? Yeah, Masoma. Mm-hmm. What I does he play outside of Melty? He plays every anime fighting game, and he plays the hard character in every single one of them. Has he ever gone out of anime though? Because there's one thing to say you're really good at anime fighting games, but one thing I credit Kazunoko and Dogura is like those guys played Guilty Gear at a high level, but then they went over to play Street Fighter Four at like a higher mm-hmm. level. I was like, damn, how'd you do that? You know, honestly, I don't. Arslan Ash seen... plays Tekken at a high Arslan level, Ash. KOF yeah, at a I high mean, level. I mean, it's true, but I don't know. I'd have to ask. I'd have to see if Masoma actually plays anything besides anime fighting games because he's good at Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. He's good at melty i don't i think he plays guilty gear and i think he plays like the character that everyone thinks he would play in guilty gear he plays vlav and uh melty so he would play don't tell me oh man who is the vlav equivalent in guilty gear wait are we talking strive yeah we're talking strive because he plays um in in blaze blue just to give you a hint he plays uh what's her name She's the chick with the that floats and has the Dorito stance. What? Who's that? <laughs> you never seen it. She's the she's a bitch that like nobody likes to fight against. Oh, she uh, has he's a cage. Yeah, he's an army. She has the ribcage. Yeah, he plays her. So that that should give you a little bit of a hint as to like the type of we, character. Honestly, well, actually, no, that actually takes me away from my initial hint because I was going to say Nagoriyuki. Nagoriyuki? No, I don't think so. Who does he play? No, in he plays. He plays technical characters. I think, honestly, he plays Zato. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I was thinking maybe plays... Testament? I don't know. Mm, no. Anyway, I don't that's know how we got a... to talking that's... about Guilty yeah. Gear. I mean, you know, we have to stop because every time we start talking about fighting games, we go way too long. And uh, one thing I noticed is our opening segments have gotten lengthier. So I'm trying to shorten those so we have time so we don't have to keep rolling things back. But uh, that's on us. We've rolled two things back, all right? Come on now. Out yeah. of the nine episodes we've had, only two times did we roll back. That's still... I guess I guess we had a tendency of rolling a lot of things back in Hollywood, too. It's just who we are. That is true. We're ramblers. It is true. So let's get into the word of the week, then, while yes. we're here. Yes. Um, go for it. So, by the way, we talked before the podcast. We had to start word of the week because we've been talking about it for so long. And then, finally, you managed to... Remind me at the end of the show last week. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'll put it at the top of the show this week. All I did was Google word of the day and dictionary has a word of the day. So I stole theirs. This was from a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. So So, the word of the week is interlocutor or interlocutor. Yes. Well, I, I would still, even though that's how they have the pronunciation on it. Mm-hmm. I still say interlocutor. Is that wrong? Interlocutor. I mean, do you really have to you know, pronounce the the Q sound? Yeah. Like, I feel like you have interlocutor? to because the U. Yeah, because I feel like the U is emphasized by the O. Hmm. You know, 
Anyway, what does it mean? A formal word that means one who takes part in dialogue or conversation. Like you and me! Hey, Whoa. 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 By the way, I did not look this up when I just went to dictionary.com and I was like, holy shit, the word of the day is exactly what we do here on this podcast. It was meant to be, so interlocutor. I don't mean interlocutor. I, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to say interlocutor. <laughs> it's, it's whatever, honestly. Yeah, listen, even when I have the pronunciation right in front of me, I still can't say it right. <laughs> can't can't say do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, word of the day. Interlocutor. Now we have the sports question of the week. Yes, All right. I added this. So, listen, I've been... Thinking, I bring up a, obviously, you know, Coach Singletary can't do it. I mean, some of my soundboard stuff has to do with sports. I recently have gotten back into sports because I've taken I've taken like a, some time off, mostly because my team suck. Like I'm a Detroit um, sports fan, so the Red Wings suck, the Pistons suck, the Lions always suck. That never changes, and the Tigers have been terrible. They had a they had a stretch there; they were pretty good, but um, they've been terrible. But I've been trying to get back to sports because. I don't know. They're fun. And uh, I, I always like sports growing up. But my co-hosts do not know anything about sports. So I figured it's time to educate you D-Gens. It's not all about anime waifus. There are sports out there. I don't know how much Pringle knows about sports. But you, I know, aren't super big into sports. And yeah, zero, according to... Your hand sign there. So I think uh, a little word of the week. Now, here's the thing. Or not word of the week. Uh, question of the week. The question is written on there, but I also have a bonus question. So if you get this oh. right, I will ask a bonus question. And then when Pringle comes in, uh, we'll start doing like a little tally. So I'll keep the score between you and Pringle. Who will be the sports champ? Right to Orbis. And then, uh, yeah, it could be a little, so what you little tradition. Do? What you should do is so that that way I can't, none of us can cheat. Don't put on the docket until the day of at like right before oh. we begin. Yeah, yeah. I trust you. I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, on I don't, a rule, right? Yeah, yeah I don't think you're, you're going to look it up. I didn't. I didn't. I promise you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think you would. No, I don't to think Pringle prove, would either. To prove everybody how degenerate I am. Oh, this Jesus. Oscar from Tekken 7. She's <laughs> the reason I have to wear this now, by the way. Everybody. Yeah. So for the people listening, uh, Broken has a um, a bandage, or he's got just wrapping on. Is that your right arm or your right wrist? I'm assuming. Um, and you said you found out you recently have carpal tunneling in there. And I asked you, hey, don't they make mouse pads with a little gel thing? And then he picks up his mouse pad, and it's just Asuka, where the normal gel pad would be. It's just big boobs, <laughs> like big <laughs> tickle bitties for Asuka on the mouse pad. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that that, that checks out. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what is the only thing? Name me three things that are very, like, Asuka besides her tits. Oh, and also she rides a bike and her best friend she, slash rides. She calls people Willie. stupid. Um, she, yeah, she rides the bike, Tooth Fairy, and she has a little Angel weird rivalry with Fang and Lily. She's Jin's cousin. I don't know. Those She's are all the Asuka facts. De a devil. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, and also her big tits. That's about it. Like, they never change her outfit, except that she has those big bohunkas. They're really not that big if you compare them to, like, who else is big in that game? Josie? Nina? Lily? 
Nina's no, Nina and Lily are pretty flat. Well, Nina, uh, Lily more so than than Nina, but I would say Josie. Um, who's Vampire Girl? Uh, well, Vampire Girl is dependent on if she sucks your blood because she starts flat, but then she sucks your blood and she grows big. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, Eliza is her name. Eliza. Yeah. I know this because I'm an Eliza simp. <laughs> I played her a little in Revolution. She was fun. Not so much in Seven. But she has a fun unblockable. It's uh, she's like it's like a, she can do it with uh, no more fighting games. Anyway, um, yeah, let's go back. Let's get back to the sports. sports question of the week. So the first right. sports question of the week for you, Broken. I wrote, in basketball, what does the phrase "going to the line" mean? And then if you get this right, I'll reward the bonus question if 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 you'll get that one right. But if you don't get this right, I'll just say the bonus question. For the okay. for the audience listening. So I think going to the line means so you know how there's a halfway point? Yes. But to floor mid-court. so midcourt, and then there's like the, the three point line. Correct. Like all that. Uh-huh. I think going to the line means going to the halfway point. Uh so close, broken. So close. I like <laughs> the effort though. I like the effort. Um that would make sense because you took the task like almost literal. Like, okay, so going to the line in basketball actually means taking a free throw. So, so it means going to it's going to the yeah, going to the free throw line. You were close. You said midcourt line, but it's the free throw line. Uh, whenever you hear it's it's kind of like slang. Whenever you hear like announcers saying like somebody gets fouled, he's like, well, and he'll go to the line. That's what they mean. He's gonna shoot some free throws. The bonus question, though. See, so the so the initial question, I'm going to reward one point if you get the bonus question right. That's two points. Now you still have a chance. Okay. A free throw is how far away from the basket? Please use feet, not meters. This is America. <laughs> I thought a free throw was anywhere past, uh, anywhere before. Uh, no, anywhere after the three-point line, because the three-point line, no, the three-point line is actually the maximum amount of points, because anywhere past the three-point line, you still get three points, even if you throw it there. Correct, correct. So, not a bonus question, but you got that right. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so, I know I'll, I'll say this, you can shoot a free throw at any distance you want, technically, but what is the minimum dis- distance for a free throw? Six feet. Ah, broken. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, the Nintendo Switch sound. Um, no, it is 15. 15 feet 15 is a free feet. throw. Yes. Jeez. It's okay. There's always next week, but you were close. I like I like your, your approach to answering the first question, though. That was... You took it very literally. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like it. I, I was like... I mean, there's this, there's this. Right, there are lines everywhere on a basketball court. Sidelines, there's baselines. So yeah, um, that should be fun. I want to make this a little tradition. I'll come up with some questions, some bonus questions for you and Pringle to answer well, each and every I'm week. Learn a lot about sports now. Hey, by the this time I'm done with you fools, you will be sports savants. You'll know everything. I'll change next them up you're gonna too. ask me about next you're gonna ask me who, what does a safety do in football and i'm gonna be like oh <laughs> no that's that's a little too on the nose i'll ask you about maybe some rules maybe some slang maybe some you know some stuff like uh, I'll i'll leave it for for my imagination for next week but there's a bunch of different 
ways I can do this. But anyway, no points this week, but maybe next week. And who knows? Um, hey, speaking of next week. So no Pringle, obviously, as of yet. But maybe there's a chance next week. Um, so he reached out to us. And he's like, hey, depending on how things turn out, he might make an appearance for episode 10. Obviously, nothing set in stone. But could be cool having Pringle on episode 10. He will, he was on 1. Then he, he'll be on 10. And then he'll skip until 20. <laughs> it'll be like a like a shiny Every Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see Pringle. Um, I think we're getting a little closer to our mailbag episode, which, by the way, appreciate Patreon for sending some submissions. Uh, Discord is always available, so you can send us submissions there. It's always in the description of the YouTube version of this video, of this podcast, rather. And, uh, yeah, the mailbag is still open, so you can send those questions in to our Twitters, BrokenWing777 underscore, at MaxBlicer, at PringleTheOne, on to Twitterverse. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll read, read some questions here pretty soon. Maybe not in episode 10, but uh, somewhere in the, in the low teens, I think we're, we're getting pretty close. The other thing I want to talk about was uh, I'd like to run another community event. So recently we did the coffee versus um, or coffee and combos versus right to Orbis exhibition. I'd like to do something else, but I need some suggestions. I was thinking like maybe maybe multiverses, but the the crowd really went mild for for that one when I brought it up. So probably not that one. I'm looking for a game now. It doesn't necessarily have to be a fighting game. If it could a be crossplay, yeah, competitive, cooperative team-based, uh, anything that I can get a lot of people to play. It'd be great if it was cross-play. That's not necessary, but I'd like it to be cross-play just so I can get more people in our Discord to join. Some people are on PlayStation, some people on PC. Um, so that'd be great. Obviously, PC is first and foremost is where most people play. But if, if it can be cross-play, if you have suggestions, that'd be great. And obviously, if it's free, that'd be even better. But if it's cheap, I mean, that'd I, be dope. I have, I have one. What do you got? Jackbox party games. That could be okay. Yeah. Like all you need is one person to host the game and then everyone else can like literally play on whatever. I mean, I could play on my phone if I really wanted to. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of other options there like obviously be I was thinking like maybe Among Us, but it, Among Us seems to be a little played out. I guess I haven't really asked, but I don't know. You say that, but People still like the the gameplay of Among Us. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll find we'll, one. We'll we'll, we'll 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 field it out. We'll yeah. Field it out. I'll, I'll put out Jackbox. You put out Among Us. We'll yeah. Say what what are you feeling, folks? We'll, Orc we'll drift. <laughs> Orc drift. Oh man. Let's go, PC gamers, rise yep. up. That was that was fun when we did a little fork drift lobby night. But then eventually we ended up going to fighting games. We played Ki. We played Strive. So yeah. But yeah, I'm looking. So if anybody's listening to this, uh, hit me up either in the comments on the YouTube version or on Twitter. Um, if you got a game that you think would make sense, let me know. And maybe we can do it. Can do it. Can do it. <laughs> he never did say that. I wish I had a clip of Singletary saying, can't do it. Hey, no podcast corrections this week. No real ones. We had a couple of, of mini corrections, but yeah, you're, you're in the clear. So you're good. We're doing great, guys. We have zero co podcast corrections. Yeah, that's a streak of one week. 
There we go. That's all you need to one week is a streak. Yeah, that's true. We start at one. By the way, the show streak is a two. So there we go. We're on it. There we go. Um, what are we playing? Broken. I finally started. It's only I only started the first hour. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Danganronpa V three. So Good far, shit. very Danganronpa-ish. Like, I mean, I knew what I was stepping into because I played one and two and three so far. is like, yep, this is Danganronpa. I gotta say, the opening themes for D- the Danganronpa games are, like, sneaky good. They're, like, really, They're really good. good. I love, I love Danganronpa's OSTs. They're mm-hmm. always good. Yeah. No update on River City Girls. We didn't play this week. We're still two playthroughs. But I, uh, from what I saw, I, th- I believe we're... 53% through the game or something like that. So uh, maybe two more playthroughs and then that'll be the spoiler cast slash review discussion podcast a Rooney. Yep. So I am still playing Eastward. Uh, I played a little bit of Potion Permit, not too much. Um, FF14 is just was updated last week. So there's a lot of stuff to do in FF14. So what happened was this week, the reason why we couldn't do River City Girls was because I was actually visiting my parents up until today. Mm. So I actually called in work, said, hey, I need all these days off so I can get ready for school. And then I find out, oh, I can't even register for the classes until like November 1st. Okay. So I did all this work just to be paused. Like, hey, no, <laughs> halt, halt. You're going too fast there, buddy. So I spent all this week with my parents, which was great. Got to spend time with my parents, my little brother and sister. Didn't you say you're you one either your brother or your sister? They're like big anime fans. My brother's a big anime fan. He's a big One Piece fan. Okay, is he he's, watching he's any ex- Bleach or um? What's the other one that yeah, just came he, out? He, he's watching Bleach. Bleach. He's actually excited because he I told when he heard heard that I'm gonna watch One Piece when we I start school. So he's like, oh man, I can't wait oh, for boy. you to get past episode 100 because that's <laughs> when the show gets good. I was like. You're telling me I have to go past 100 episodes for the show to get nah, good? I think it gets good right away. Really, once I thought like Arlong Park was really good. Uh, and that's that's early. I mean, that's practically right there. It's just long. It's not One Piece has never been, I think, an issue of quality, just of quantity and length. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's fucking long. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. Like, goddamn. But it's good. It's, it's just like, yeah. you know, if Breaking Bad was 12 seasons instead of five i'd be like man it's really good but fuck like just end already <laughs> like you know like god come on walter but i will anyway. say this i'm going to start um i'm going to start a few anime soon there's uh one of them that i'm going to start is devil's a part-timer season two i don't know that i know that one that's th- that's the one that like we've been waiting the 13 years. To oh, get season that's the of. one where he works at like McDonald's, right? Yeah. 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 I know. I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I've watch seen that. a clip of that one. Yeah. I'm going to watch uh, season two of um, Shield Hero. I like Shield Hero. I, I read that one. I'm going to also start Bleach. That's those are the three anime. Oh, and start also I'm going to finish or like resume Bleach. The new Bleach. OK. okay. Not not like. Not from episode one, the the Hundred Years War. I got two things on Bleach. I, so I don't watch anime anymore. I just, I can't. Mm -hmm. But I really like the Bleach characters. Like, I think they're sick. Obviously, I got Unohana right there on the wall. But like, I kind of want to watch 
I wonder if it'll work with Bleach because I can't watch anime anymore. Dude, I knew I couldn't watch anime anymore when I try to watch Mob Psycho Season 2 after loving Season 1 like a few years back. I try to watch Season 2 like maybe this probably like... It was super good too. People said that, yeah. And I tried to watch it and I couldn't get through the episode. Like I was like, I can't. It's the, the medium. Like the medium. I, for some reason, I just can't sit still and watch this shit. Like it's... I, I need have to read thought it. About, have you thought about like watching it dubbed because like i have that's I've never had been an issue with... okay. i don't know what it is i honestly can't pinpoint it i've spoken about it before like i can't watch anime like i i cannot do it it's uh fucking can't do it can't do it like i can't watch it and not that it's bad it's just for some reason i won't sit still and i'm like uh I, I just i don't want to watch this not in this think... way I think that's the the problem is that you're probably watching it subbed, and because like you're watching it subbed, you have to sit still and watch it. That's why I said you should watch it dubbed. Because me, I have the same problem. I can't just sit down and watch an anime. I have to like do something while I like do anything. Like I can't play video games like silently anymore. I have to watch a YouTube video while I play video games. See, I don't have ADHD like that. Like I can sit and like I can sit and edit for hours, right, and not do shit. Like. Just edit or whatever or write. But with anime, within the last few years, I just can't watch it. But I can still read just fine. Like, I can read a bunch of manga if I want to. The And I know Mob Psycho 2 is good. Like, that's not the issue. Same with One Piece. Like, I know those are good. They're not, they're not bad. I just can't sit and stay. But Bleach, I think I've always had a really soft spot for Bleach because I really love those characters. Plus, the mm -hmm. Soul Society arc, I think, is one of the strongest arcs to open up, like, one of those big shonen animes. And I love a lot of, like, mostly the captains. Like, I mean, obviously, they're, they're sick. Ichigo's okay, whatever. But I kind of want to try... I, this is how I'll know that I, I can't do anime anymore. Is when I try to watch... Resume watching Bleach after, after all these years. If I can't sit down and watch Bleach, I'm like, it's over. Like, it's done. Like, I'll have to just you know, read it, we'll, I guess. All right. News to watch for. Hey, wait, we got to take a short break because I just realized I probably need a fan on because <laughs> uh, I do have the oven on. I'm cooking dinner late, so hey, I want to turn go. on the fan. Let's, uh, I have chicken in the oven, so let's it take seems a like everybody just eats chicken. It's good for you. At least that's what they say. And then it turns out like, you know, we'll read in like five years. Actually, chicken was really bad for you. <laughs> Conspiracy. We've been saying chicken's good for you for years and I'll uh, a lot of bodybuilders, all they eat is chicken or rice. Yeah, they also sell you athletic greens, so you know you gotta be you gotta be careful with that. Gotta be careful with that. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a short break, and then we'll be back with not news to watch for, but the topic of the week. I'll be right back. I used to be able to just sit down and watch like three seasons of a show mm -hmm. in one sitting, and now I can't even like. The only time I can actually watch a season of a show, like I'm in bed and it's like the end of the day and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just laying here. Let me just watch something. I think an episode before bed is like the best way to do it. I, I just finished four seasons of Ozark just watching an episode before I go to bed. Great. Already broken. Uh, before we went to break, you said we're gonna do some news. No, we are not doing news because our topic is is way too lengthy. Like, I was thinking about putting some some news items in there, but I was like, man, we'll just ramble on as we always do. 
and we'll, we'll just roll, roll the topic for the back. news <laughs> ready for the news i got you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna say it and then we're gonna go straight into the topic okay elena taylor lied to us and street fighter 6 got uh broken and then unbroken we're good hey the news is done let's go which by the way we technically reported on last week so it's not like we're completely behind the eight ball but yeah anyway there's really nothing else happening of note so I was like, I'm not gonna do news. We'll just do our topic and then a couple of little nuggets at the end for the wrap up. So our topic, we were talking about this is I, I previewed this last week. It's a cooperative tier list featuring game genres. So I'm not a huge fan of tier lists, but I figured this would be fun because you and I are working on it together. So it's not like me being like, hey, this is the best. Now you all comment on it. Also, I have my history with making a tier list, and it did not end well, buddy. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, so it's not exactly a traditional tier list, if you will. So here's what I want to do. We have in front of us 31 game genres. Some of them are like 2D platformer, first-person shooter, blah, blah, blah. You and I both put our individual rankings of where we prefer this genre to be on our list. So we are going to combine both of those lists into one and just talk a little bit about it. So anything that comes to your head, if you want to talk about some of your favorite games within that genre, why you put that genre there, and then we have to figure out, it was like, okay, let's say you have something at 15, I have it at three. We need a compromise here. Where do we put this? Do we put it at eight? Do we put it at, you know, seven? Like... Yeah, as long as we can compromise. compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first one's not going to be hard <laughs> because the first one, at least for both of our rank ones and the genre list, is 2D fighting. And so think for just for the listeners, like Street Fighter 2. Think of 1991 Street Fighter 2. That's a 2D fighting game. Now, to no surprise, as we're showing with our, you know, FGC roots. Uh, it's both our number one genre as far as our preference. So what a weird coincidence. It's almost like as if we used to be an FTC podcast. <laughs> I know. It's almost as if the word or rather the acronym FGC used to be in the podcast title. Go figure. That's strange. Weird. So, yeah, uh, 2D fighting game. I, I have to say, obviously, I would put it at one. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that, like, I spend a lot of my gaming time playing 2D fighting games. Like, if you look at my Steam list, all my gaming time, for the most part, has been a lot of 2D fighting games. And I kind of include anime fighting games in that because those are also 2D. So that was a no-brainer. Same. Same about same. 2D fighting games at the number one spot. This is where I think we'll start disagreeing on stuff because this is a big one, right? So at number two, you have 3D Platformer. An example would be A Hat in Time from 2017. I guess we'll just, we'll say it now. So where I have 3D Platformer is at 18. You have it at two. Now, my number two is, I mean, to no surprise, Walking Sims. Because I love Walking Sims. Yeah. But a walking simulator or a narrative-driven game would be something like Dear Esther or Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Gone Home. Those are the type of games that I, I really enjoy that you don't have to do much. You just have to kind of walk, maybe pick up some clues. There's, sometimes there's a narration. Sometimes you read out loud. 
Sometimes it's atmospheric with absolutely nothing going on, and you're just figuring out what's going on through the world, through the environment. So here's the thing. Oh. You have your walking sims at 28, extremely low. So think about this. Like two, I have them at two. You have it at 28 as far as 3D platformer. You have it at two. I have it at 18. So I think where we land here, I'll compromise. I will say I'm okay putting 3D platformer in the top 10. I'll put it at 10. Okay. Okay. Number three, don't have to discuss this one very often, very long because we agreed on this one as well. Number three is 3D fighting. Obviously, think of games like Virtua Fighter, Tekken 7, which came out in 2017, and a bunch they're of alive. Other, they're alive, Soul Calibur. Um, I don't have to say much about this. Honestly, I will say I'm not so much a 3D fighting game fan because I don't play a lot of them. I played, honestly, just a little bit of Dead or Alive, but mostly Tekken. But Tekken is enough for me as a franchise to just carry that genre. Like, like uh, Tekken is, I spent a lot of time playing games and a lot of times it was Tekken. So just based on that franchise alone, I have to say it's, it's my number three. I'm kind of surprised you put them at, th at number three because I don't know you to play too many 3D fighting games. I I enjoy 3D fighting games. The mm. thing is, is that I don't play them as often as 2D fighting games. Like mostly I would play 3D fighting games with friends. But like every now and then I'll listen to the Tekken 7 soundtrack and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of itching for some Tekken 7. All right. So now we move on to number four. For you, your fourth is first person shooter. So think Golden and I, 007. From 1997, obviously there's Call of Duty and Battlefield, and you have first-person shooter at number four, which is pretty high, but not surprising from knowing what you play. I have Psych Horror, which is kind of a subgenre to horror games. We have two here on the list, Survival Horror and Psych Horror. I put for the example on Psych Horror, I put like Doki Doki Literature Club, which again is also a mix of genres because Doki Doki is technically a visual novel. Cute and visual novel and horror. So there's a difference between survival and psych. I think psych, to me, the reason why it's so it's so high on the list is because, man, if you can scare me without, with me knowing that this game is going to be scary and I'm still scared, like, that's an achievement. Because, like, that's like telling me you're going to laugh with this joke. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not. Because you told me I'm going to laugh, so now I don't want to laugh. But then you tell me the joke and it's so funny, I'm cracking up. Like, that's a skill, right? Like, how... Yeah. And so with Psych Horror, I know these games are going to be terrifying or going to have elements that are going to be really scary to me. And I play them and I'm like, holy shit, like, that got me. Like, I forgot that this game does that. So I think it's really cool. I want to give a shout out to... There's a mobile game that... I don't know if it's still out on iOS anymore. I played a long time ago. It was called Device 6. And device six. device six. And it has some of those elements that if you play that game with headphones on, it's 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 a little creepy. Like it's a text-based mobile game. And every now and again you'll hear like whispers on only on your right headphone, and you're like have to scroll to the right to be like, oh, what what was that? And all you're doing is reading words, but it had some of those like spooky elements where I was like, hmm, that was a very unique experience. And I think that's kind of where I started getting more so appreciation for Psych Horror. But where you have Psych Horror is also pretty high. You have it at seven. So you have it in your top 10. But where we disagree is 
the first person shooter part. So you have it at four, I have it at 14. How about this? We keep Psychor uh, at five. You put Psychor at five. I, I agree there. I think five would be a good, a good spot for it. That's, that's a compromise. We won't have to compromise on this next one. <laughs> yeah. Your number six and my number six match up the same way as they did with two and three, or rather with one and three. Uh, beat-em-ups. So think Streets of Rage from 1991. Obviously, the game Broken and I are playing for the review discussion. River City Girls. River City Girls, yep. And it's many weird. Others. It seems Double like Dragon. it seems like games where you beat things up, like Fisticuffs, seems to be like highly rated for both of us. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I, I don't think a lot of people really talk about this game, but it's uh, Little Fighter Two. It was like a free downloadable game that you could play. It was a beat 'em up game. Super niche, but man, I played. I put so many hours in Little Fighter 2, and the combinations that you could do with like uh, certain characters was cool. Um, yeah, shout out to Little Fighter 2. I love beat 'em ups because uh, Vanillaware games are mostly beat 'em ups, and they're all good. Mm -hmm. You guys, shout outs to Vanillaware. I yeah. love the art style of Vanillaware games. They're, they're it's such a unique art style. Beat em ups are really fun because honestly, you don't have to put a lot of focus into playing them. Like, even games like we're playing that have some story, like River City Girls or like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you can just kind of mess around and just play them, right? Like, you don't, there's not a lot of thinking involved. And there's something nice about that where you're just kind of leisuring around, just beating the shit out of people in the street. Like, it's just fun. So. Yeah, I love six. the fact that everyone in all those games are just super violent and just walk up to you and beat you up. You're yeah, like, what's up? Everybody's super aggro. <laughs> like, come like, on, why man. is everyone super aggro right now? Man, I'm glad they are, though. So six is settled. Six is beat-em-ups. Now we're back to seven, and guess what? We're back to Psych Horror, where you put number seven, mm -hmm. and I put third-person shooter. Go figure. So third-person shooter, think of Gears of War from... 2006, although that's like a third-person cover base shooter. Still, it's a third-person shooter. And Psychor, we already talked about. That would be like Doki Doki Literature Club or obviously Omori, which is a recent game that came out. Since we already have Psychor at number five, and third-person shooter is my number seven, and it's your number five. So really, it should be at six. But since we agreed on six with beat em up I'm thinking... Can we say eight? You want to put it at eight? Third-person yeah, shooter at eight? What's what are some of your favorite third person shooters? Just wondering. I mean, I love Gears of War. That's great. Uh, Uncharted is technically a third person shooter, but it's also an action adventure game. So I kind of put it at, at third person shooter. Yeah, but a lot of third person shooting in that game. That's for sure. Another one of my favorite third person shooters. It's going to sound really weird. Is um, Rogue Company? Yes, yeah, basically Ghost Recon Six, but in third person. Okay. Yeah, I'll say a shout out to my third person shooter. One of my favorite ones is Spec Ops: The Line. Also has Ooh, spec up the lines good. Yeah, you know what? This is gonna sound really like old school, but um, what was that one series called from uh, so SoCom? Yeah, SoCom. That's that's another one of my favorite third person shooters. Is SoCom? Yeah, Spec Ops: The Line I think is an underrated game. A lot of really cool. First of all, I think the shooting in it is really good. It's pretty tight, but. The story also is really good. Again, elements of very good narrative-driven gameplay where, like, the reason you're doing what you're doing isn't just a pew-pew. It's like there's a there's a reason deep within. So 
Um, but the, the shooting elements alone in Spec Ops Alliance are sick. Like, they're really cool. And um, obviously, you got grenades and you got some other, like, secondary elements in that game. So, yeah, third-person shooters, I am more inclined to play third-person shooters, I, I find. Like, recently, I just bought um, Control. And because I saw that it was, it was third-person and not first-person, I was like, okay, I'll get that. Yeah, they're tight. So, eight. Number eight. All right, we're trekking along here. So you have survival horror number eight. Talk to me a little bit why you put survival horror so high. I am a horror fanatic. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I like horror games. Okay. Horror games are pretty cool. Yeah. I love Soma. I love uh, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Mm -hmm. I love uh, Resident Evil. They're they're cheesy, but they're good. Yeah. You know. All survival. I like horror. Yeah. I love. I love them. They're great games. I have a love-hate relationship with horror games where it's like, I love them, but I dread playing them because, like, I have this feeling where it's like, I hate being scared, mm -hmm. but I love the feeling of, like, the thrill of the fear, and I also love sharing my fear with other people. Of course. So it's, so it's like, I dr that's why, like, sometimes I dread to play certain horror games like Dark, Dark Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just the stress that makes me dread it. It's also, like, the fact that, like, every step is scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll say something about survival horror. So I have it at 17, personally, which is a, it's it, the difference between Psych and, and survival for me is, I mean, it's 13-spot difference, right? But survival horror is cool. I don't mind them. The issue that I have with survival horror is that I feel like it's... Uh, Played out. Well, no, not so much that. I don't like the time element to it. Like, I'm just on a timer all the time. Like, you literally have to survive, and, you know, that's a big part of the genre. It's very stressful. Like, you talking about Alien Isolation, that thing is literally trying to hunt you down. So it's it's looking for you. Now, I put the example here for, like, a survival horror game that the reason why I don't really enjoy them, like Slender, the eight pages, right, from, like, the how Slenderman became a thing, it's it's literally just on a timer. Like the more you progress, the more he's chasing you. And now you're just trying to beat the clock until he finds you, until they catch you. And then you start again. So that element of being stressed out, I, I don't enjoy that part. Like I don't I don't like running for my life. <laughs> the reason why I like psych horror so much is because sometimes I forget I'm playing a horror game and then it catches you and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about this. Yeah. It got me. And I appreciate those moments. But when I'm constantly at a level of just being terrified all the time, I'm like, this is kind of taking the fun out of it because now I'm just stressed out. <laughs> so I will say this. I will say this. There's a lot of games. A lot of horror games are good when there's elements of just calm before the storm. Like, mm -hmm. I think Resident Evil is a good example of this where it's like, you're not constantly hunted by Mr. X or yeah. the Mr. X character yeah and the zombies are not in every room yeah yeah i you know you brought up resident evil i actually really enjoyed the last two like seven and eight especially i like seven more than eight um there's Seven's more scary eight's more like actiony yeah so there there are there are some scenes in seven that i was like this was sick like i'm sure obviously if you played seven there's there's a scene in the basement that like is very much on, on the staircase um that one I was like, that, that was pretty dope. And I wasn't expecting that from like a Resident Evil game because of what we've gotten 
previously with the way that they've implemented horror. Like to me, it hasn't been too scary. But with seven, I was like, it's really cool. Like you just said, the ebbs and flows of the way they almost treated like psych horror, not so much survival horror. So that game, I think, finds like a really good middle ground. Eight, like you said, has a lot of action elements, but it does have a few moments where you're like, oh shit, like I didn't expect this. So that that was neat. But yeah, seven, I, I think, I, is I, a really good game. I really enjoyed seven. Yeah, I like I like seven. But anyway, so. survival horror. So you have it at eight. I have it at 17. Now, want to say we already have an eighth, nine? and that's third-person shooters. Now, want to say it's nine? Nine, I would say, man, in the top 10, that would mean we would have Psychor and Survival Horror in the top 10. How about 11? Let's put 11 right outside. Yeah, yeah let's put it 11. Okay, 11. Okay, sure. 11. We should probably go back to first-person shooter because that's my four and that's your 14. We need to assign that one a number. Yes. Okay, let's do uh, first-person shooter then. So, four and fourteen. Like I said, Goldeneye, Call of Duty. I'm gonna compromise and say, let's say twelve. It's a good solid, like closer no. to your number, but still. I would good say comp. probably you. Uh, so, you're at four. I'm at fourteen. So there's a ten spot difference. So. If I came down and you came a little bit up, I think inside the top 10 is probably better because you're you're really high on it and I'm just kind of outside just hanging out the top 10. I'm okay going with 9 for first person shooter. Okay. I think think that's fair. That's a fair. And I like some first person shooters. They're not traditional, but I really enjoy the BioShock series and there are, there are shooting elements in that one that's first person. Obviously, there's also psychor elements in that one, and a little bit of walking sim. Yeah. That's why I like that yeah. game. But like, um, the it's the, got a little bit of everything. Yeah, but the first person shooting element in it is fun. Like, I did very much enjoy those games, and there are some other ones that are. I mean, I've played my fair share of Call of Duty before, so um, mm-hmm. first person is cool. I enjoy it. So we Let's need to find that. our number two here, and we never did compromise on that one because of the fact that 3D platformer is number two for you. But walking sims are number two for me. So I have a I have an idea. There's what's your idea? So we should talk about uh my number five, your number ten. Or no, your number five, my number ten, which is action adventure. I was looking at that too. It's funny you bring that up. I like action adventure games, but it's not like the game I, I go to all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe we should compromise that as a two. Yeah, so it really all it, it it turned out that we were so far apart with our number twos that we have to compromise lower on the list to bump that up to number two, which mm-hmm. I think you eyeing action adventure, my number five, your number ten, which would be like Uncharted, would be like the Lara Croft series. I mean, think of any game almost as it's action adventure. Like every game has action adventure elements in it. Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Um, MDK two, the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, that one's really fun. I, I, I'm okay with that. I think I really enjoy those games. Those are like a shoe in for like just go in and have fun type of game. So our number two is action adventure, which I'm okay on that compromise. Now we need a number four. So I'm looking for just ones that are still in my top 10. So again, I mean, I have walking sim, but we're so far away from that. We have open world. I have a number eight. You have a number 21. Your I got it. Classic adventure. Classic adventure, huh? Mm-hmm. It's my number... 14, it's your number nine. Yep. And then for people who are wondering, yeah. listening, Classic Adventure would be Grim Fandango from 1998. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, a lot of them are really point-and-click games. Um, 
sometimes isometric, sometimes they're side scrolling. Um, I really enjoy this genre. One of my favorite games that I don't talk a lot about a lot because I don't really recommend it because I, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird game, but I also find it good is um, Broken Age. I really enjoyed Broken Age. Um, it, it's, it's point and click. It's, I, I, it's tough for me to describe that game. I think it's good, but I, I don't think that's a game for everybody. Like that's a game that's going to miss a lot of people. But I think the genre as a whole also misses a lot of people. There, there's a really great point-and-click adventure game. Uh, I always forget the title of it because it has a bit of an obscure title, but it, um, it's a Pink Panther game, and oh. it's it's really good. Like it's it's a I used to play it as a kid all the time. It was really fun. But anyway, classic adventure. I think that's a great a great genre. And uh, yeah, my number nine, your number fourteen. I'm okay putting it number four as just as a compromise. So there we go. I know what our seven can be. What's our seven broken? Metroidvanias. Metroidvanias. Wow. That's a, we're actually really close on that one. So Yeah. So I think that would be a very good seven. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? My number 11, your number 15 on this list. Metroidvania, uh, a game that came really close, I believe, in the top three of winning the review discussion game, which is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, one of your five games that you picked from 2019. That one almost won our review discussion and it's probably still on the rotation for the future review discussions and yeah very popular genre a mix of two genres obviously metroid and castlevania they're good they're good genres though i think they've become way more popular as of late especially for indie developers to make these kind of games think hollow knight think some of these the curious case of benedict fodder i think that's what it's called yep 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 you brought that you brought that game up um a few weeks back as well and uh, yeah, that will be on number seven. I think 12 kind of makes um, sense just being 2D platformer right there. My number 10, your number 23. Yeah, I think that'd be a good I'm so surprised, Bogan. You put number 23 for a 2D platformer and you have so much love for 3D platformers. So here's the thing. 2D platformers are very specific and they don't have as much coyote time as 3D platformers. And I feel they're more restricted because of the 2D plane that they're in. What about Mario? Think about Princess Peach. She needs to be saved. Bowser is coming. She could be saved in Mario 64 (laughs) and Mario Odyssey. Okay. Like, here's my thing they're fun, like Super Meat Boy, Celeste. Those are great games, but those games are very precision heavy. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, for those of you who don't know what Coyote Time is, the idea that when you are on a platform, you have a basic window of time where you can stay off the platform before you fall off the platform. Now, Coyote Time was popularized and called Coyote Time based off of Wiley E. Coyote from the Looney Tunes. Because what happened is that, you know, he chases um, he chases Roadrunner. Roadrunner goes off the cliff. Then Wiley Coyote gets off the cliff. But then he's like still on air, yeah. running on air. And it's until he looks down that he like yep. falls. So that's why it's called coyote time. And in 2D platformers, it's much more precise. So like you don't have a lot of coyote time. Like I I I think it I think doing precise jumps are cool and fun because it's like, oh, I got the chat I did the challenge of like, you know, pixel perfect jumps, but pixel perfect jumps are only fun every now and then. Not as like the that's the only thing you have to do is pixel perfect jumps. Yeah. 
you like some leeway in your your platforming is what you're saying exactly i get that no i understand and so i'll say this as far as 2d platformers or platform are concerned i'm not like a true 2d platformer fan like the reason why I have it at 10 is because I like the element of the gameplay in a lot of other games that I play. Uh, one of my favorite games that encompasses 2D platforming is Braid, but Braid's a is a kind of like a puzzle game, but it encompasses a lot of jumping and then like reverse jumping in which you're rewinding time and you have to jump. But as far as Mario is concerned or Sonic or any of those other ones, I don't, I'm not in love with those games. I appreciate them for what they are, but I think when the element is used in a, even for precision, yeah, even, even for precision, if it's used appropriately in a, in a mixture of other, other games, you get like a really cool blend and you get something really neat. So I put it at 10, you put it at 23. I think number 12 is a good compromise. I think there's only one 13 that we can choose. I I know this is going to sound weird, but I think it's Battle Royale's. Battle Royales. Because it's my 11 and it's your 21. So that's kind of close to okay. that section. Obviously, you know? I think you've played way more Battle Royales than I have. Yeah, I play a lot of Apex Legends. Yeah. And uh, I I will say this. I played Fortnite. It's not I a game that I am having a very bad day. <laughs> <sighs> yes. The Fortnite. You know, Shout out to JJ. He loves Fortnite without building. He was like, ever since they gave, gave, gave me yeah, a game ever mode since they without building. building. Ever since they removed building, that game is good. Mm-hmm. Before before that, when the zero before zero build mode, I couldn't touch that game with a 12-foot pole. Yeah. Ever since they introduced zero build mode, I'm like, you know what? This game's good. I, I It's decent. It has a chance. Yeah. It's crazy. You take one element away from that game. You don't change anything else. They're still, you know... They're still doing their dances, and you know you got yep. Ariana Grande shooting Goku in the face, and like, but you take away the the little scaffolding, and you're like, sweet, I love this game. Exactly, amazing. I so I as far as battle royale experience for me, I played Blackout with my friends when that came out, Call of Duty, and that was that was pretty fun. But even before that, we spent a lot a lot of time playing uh, PUBG, which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds that came out in 2017 and thinking of uh speaking of pop stars that one had blackpink in it PUBG had blackpink yeah <laughs> when was this in the on the mobile oh i didn't play the mobile version i played the steam version it was super fun we had like i think it was close to a year where we played a lot of PUBG, and it was it was super fun like i really enjoyed playing it in a cooperative way I would never go be, just do solo and just play it, but I, I thought that the the genre when you combine friends with it is super fun. If you're alone playing battle royale, I'm like, mm, I'm not as not as interested. That's why I think I had it at 21. But there's another one that I've been playing. It's called Deathverse. I think so Jam's Jam, been talking about that. Yeah, right in Discord. Jam told me to go and try it out. Yeah, and a I was million like, trailers. Deathverse is that game that's like from the same person that made uh like that's a Suda Fifty One game, right? The one that's like is based it? off of the yeah, it is. So it's basically Let It Die. If Let It Die was a battle royale, okay, all right. It even has the same quirky BS from Let It Die, like you eating mushrooms to gain effects and stuff. So I was like, okay, 
I'll give it a shot. It's it's fun. It's addictive. I'll give it that. It's just that Death Versus, I don't know if they're like if I can tell people to play it, but I have fun playing it. All right, we need a number 14 because we just decided that Battle Royale would be 13. Man, I didn't I didn't know Battle Royale was gonna be that high. But um 14. I, I think there are two candidates here for 14. And Go for it. I think they're both RPGs. The Western RPG which would be something like The Witcher 3 from 2015. I have it at 22. You have it at 12. And then JRPG, the Japanese role-playing game, a la Final Fantasy VII from 1997. I have it at 12. You have it at 13. Yeah, you know, we had a discussion about Final Fantasy VII that... um, Look, I'm going to say it. Final Fantasy VII is very overrated. There are way better JRPGs out there than Final Fantasy VII, okay? I think, I think the reason why people love Final Fantasy VII was because it came out on the PS1, and it was the first JRPG everyone played. It's literally nostalgia bait. That's the reason why people love Final Fantasy VII. It was the first Final Fantasy on PS1. It was the first JRPG that everyone played. Mm-hmm. It's also the first JRPG, well, technically actual video game where they said, hey, we're we're killing one of your teammates. And so there's like suspense to the game. Right. It was definitely innovative for the time, right? It mm-hmm. I think it's so I have I've never played seven. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I read the synopsis. I think it's probably fine. There's a distinction between a game, not just a game, anything, being overrated and being overmentioned or just uh, overly saturated, like in a in like a space where like we just see it a lot. Like we see Cloud a lot. We see him everywhere. We see Tifa. Um, we see Sephiroth. So Final Fantasy you VII know- has like been around for a long time, and I think. Personally, don't go after me, but or maybe do. I don't care. Bring it. I think Final Fantasy as a as a franchise, I think is like maybe overrated. I don't think it's as good as people think it is. But then again, that's subjective. Regardless, I just brought that as an example because it's one of the most famous ones. I'd bring up Chrono Trigger. I think that's a better game, but that's again subjective. As a genre, I'm surprised that I have it higher than you, though. I have it at twelve. You have it at thirteen. The reason why I have Western RPGs higher than JRPGs is because JRPGs fall into a camp of campiness mm-hmm. and like ropes all the time. Western RPGs are more like they're kind of good at just doing anything. Yeah. A lot of them are open so, world. They're not linear. There are there yeah, that's true. But like a lot of Western RPGs also don't fall into the stupid trap that I hate that I've said that I hate forever and I will forever hate this trope that video games a lot especially JRPGs do a lot which is the silent protagonist. I think the idea of the silent protagonist some people love the silent protagonist because they're like I don't like it when my protagonist talks every 5 minutes. One of the things I hate a lot about silent protagonist is that like everyone around the protagonist is talking to the protagonist and like hey, man, we need you to do this, 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 and this. You think you can do it? And instead of, like, anything remotely, like, appropriate as a response, your character, like, 
dead stares into the distance and just like yeah just nods look i get it a lot of people say the reason why silent protagonist is great is because you can introduce you can put your voice into the character and so you can self-insert yourself into the game right if you want to self-insert into an rpg what you can do like a lot of rpgs especially western rpgs is you could just choose the voice that is played it's almost mmo-ish yeah i want to give my case for both western rpg and, and japanese rpg and then we'll we'll try to find which one gets the number 14 but for jrpg I have two gripes with them. One, like you said, some of the tropes are, I think, played out. Like, I try to play Dragon Quest. I mean, uh, Pringles, you all listen to this probably, and he'll be like, what? But, like, Dragon Quest Eleven, I tried to play a demo for that, and I was like, this this kind of sucks. Like, it's just boring. Like, I don't, like, I'm just out there fighting as a Dragon Ball Z-looking character, and then I have a blonde girl in the background cheering, and it's like, I don't want to do this. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't care. Like, it's not... This is not for me. I've, I think I've been in this situation multiple times. I've played Tales games. Like, they all have the archetypes that, like, you expect them to, to have. Like, oh, the princess. Oh, the geeky girl. Oh, the comedy relief. Oh, the stoic bad guy, whatever. I the like. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done with that. Like, and I find the JRPGs just continue with, that, with those tropes. Sometimes they veer away. And sometimes when they do, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's different. But I don't really enjoy that anymore. I still think that the gameplay itself is is pretty cool. Like I, I like, especially when you have um, turn based, and it's um, well, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Where it's on a timer. Um, oh, uh, active. Yeah, uh, active time battle. I think that's that's really fun. As far as your silent protagonist, though. I don't mind it as much. The whole self-inserting, sometimes it's okay as long as I get the correct options. Like Persona 3 and Persona 4, you had a few options that you could pick. And some of them would alter what would happen, uh, which I don't mind. Like, hey, Chie would come up to me. She's like, hey, do you want to go to the dungeon? I'll be like, nah, I'm going to go plant flowers with Nanako or whatever. Like, it's cool you get a little bit of choice and you get to figure some stuff out. Obviously to a limit. Where I don't like it is where your choices don't matter. And this happens in a few of the JRPGs that I have. The most blatant one was I Am Setsuna. I Am Setsuna had a silent protagonist. Oh and every time... Oh, my God. We finally <laughs> hit it. I remember you said, oh, I love active time battles. And I was like, hey, what about I Am Setsuna? Dude, <laughs> I Am Setsuna is so... It's, it's criminal what they do. So everything about I'm Setsuna, I think it's cool. I, I like the gameplay. I like the the story was whatever. The plot is, again, very JRPG predictive. Like, I understood. I knew what was going to happen before. I didn't even have to play the game to know what was going to happen. But a silent protagonist, and no matter what line of dialogue you pick as a response to whatever they said, it does not mean anything. They will just do what... So here's the thing. With the silent protagonist and choice-based outcomes. I'm Setsuna gave you the option to pick the right choice. It didn't give you a choice. It just gave you the option to pick what they wanted, which was so frustrating. Like every time I wanted to go left, they were like, no, we already decided we're going right. We're just giving you the option to say yes to that option. I was like, man, this is so whack. So, you know, I hated that. I feel it because like in the beginning of the game, not a real spoiler, but technically a spoiler. 
in the beginning of the game, you get you get captured by the village, right? And like they say, hey, you can either help us to kill the monsters invading the village, mm. or we can just let you be. And I like I was like, I want to just, I'm just curious, right? What if I just say I just want to fuck off, mm-hmm. like? Because the the main protagonist is kind of a dick, so yeah. I was like, "What if I just continue to be a dick?" I mean, it's it's based off of what he is. I don't need to be in. I don't need to be the. Kind they won't guy. let like, you. They'll be like, hmm, "I don't know. You look suspicious. Come with us." And like, God damn it! Like, it's what? what the, the, then why did you give me the option to right. choose? Hey, let me be a dick. Yeah, if you're like, oh. There, there's a bunch of, yeah. I'm Satsuna is man. It's so refreshing the way it does it. Now that's and the character of Satsuna. I mean, oh, come on, that's so tropey. But like. It doesn't mean every JRPG does it, but I've played many that have, and that I think that's just, has veered me away from the genre as a whole. And it it just feels a little recycled. And but for the people, here's the thing that's good about JRPGs, in my opinion, is like outside of the gameplay, which I do enjoy, is that for the people who are expecting that style of game, it's pretty consistent. They'll get that in most JRPGs, which at least you know you know what you're signing up for. But anyway, I think we ramble enough about. JRPGs and Western RPG. I I'm I personally vote to give number fourteen on our list the Western RPG. There we go. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Okay. And then maybe we can say Jap JRPGs is fifteen. Um. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay doing fifteen for JRPG. So we have fourteen Western RPG, fifteen JRPG. Now we need number sixteen, which I think could only be roguelikes. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. So, so roguelikes. Uh, you brought this up earlier, like the Binding of Isaac, I believe, right? Oh no, you brought up Super Meat Boy. Sorry. Um, yeah, Super Meat Boy. But I, I mean, they're cool. I have them in nineteen. You have them in sixteen. Uh, the last roguelike I played, I played Rogue Legacy, like eighty characters in that game. Like I died like at least eighty times. Where like I, I've made so many runs, and I could always see my dead body. You know what's cool about that game is that it would always have you'd see the grave of like here lies you know Charles the second or whatever. <laughs> Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I remember that playthrough. <laughs> it's kind of sick. Um, you know, honestly, I love about Rogue Legacy is that like Rogue Legacy always gives you like good benefits as well as bad benefits per run. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, one character can be like Vertigo. And so you're like, yep. oh, God, this sucks. Yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, I do enjoy roguelikes. I don't play a lot of them, but. Um, that one Legacy I remember spending a lot of time. Also, really good. I like. Rogue I never Legacy got to two. It yeah. came out a while ago. It I did. Loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I agree. I'll I'll put Rogue Likes at sixteen. There we go. There we go. All right. I like it. I like it. So seventeen. So. And I think. Wow. Is it going to be MMO? Are we it doing? It might have to be MMO. It might have to be MMO. MMO. So. For people who don't know what MMO stands for. Massively multiplayer online game. Yes. And most MMOs, not all of them. Yeah, but they're usually role-playing games. Sometimes they're pew-pews, but uh, sometimes you play as a tank. Sometimes... You play as a healer. Yeah. Oh, I meant like an actual tank. (laughs) Like like a military tank. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking about world tanks. Yeah. But yeah, so think of World of Warcraft, think of Final Fantasy XIV, Guild Wars, Black Desert, and of course, Maple Story, the old Story. version. Not the, the Nexon game. Yeah. Ew, um, Nexon. Ew. Yeah. 
I, I mean, you obviously still have uh, an active subscription to Final Fantasy fourteen. One hundred percent. I can't stop playing that game. Yeah, it's got a hold of me. It does. It's it's got very tight grip on your wallet. And uh, I don't play any active MMORPGs anymore. Obviously, I played MapleStory for a really long time. Every now and again, I'll play uh, Maple Royals, which is like a uh, private server for the boomers. For the boomies in there, jumping around, 2D platforming. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yep. But MMOs, yeah. So MMOs at 17, and um, yeah, it's a good spot for them. I mean, you you enjoy Final Fantasy 14. Obviously, I really enjoyed um, a few of them. I mean, I had a little stint there. I had a little weekend romance with Black Desert Online. So, I mean, to be fair, our podcast is named after an MMO. That's so, true. I mean, we should technically have it pretty high up on the list. Yeah. In the top 20. There you go. I think we need to re- revisit now uh, for number 18. Because of the discrepancy and where we have this, I think Walking Sims should be number 18. Because I have it at 2, you have it at 28. <laughs> so I think 18 is a good middle ground for Walking Sims. I think that's a good middle ground. Okay. I mean, it's fine. I, I'll matters. give it that. All right. And we already discussed Walking Sims, so we don't have to do it again. Number 19. I think we should put number 19 as... Party games. Party games. So let me see what we got here for party games. I I have it at 17. You have it at 24. Hmm. Unless, unless I will compromise on, on that and say instead we should do visual novels. 13 and 22. Yeah, I could see that. So for 19, visual novel. And a uh, visual novel would be something like Danganronpa. Would be something like, I mean, we already talked about what our psych horror, but it would be Doki Doki Literature Club, obviously. Uh, for the weebs out there, uh, Tsukihime, right? Yeah, Tsukihime. There's also um, Fate. There's also um, my personal favorite, which is the Phoenix Wright series. Yeah, Phoenix Wright. Pringle loves those. You need to play Phoenix Wright. I do, yeah. But first, V3, and then... Who knows what else? I like visual novels though. I think they're time they're and good. place though. I, you can't. I don't think you yeah. can binge them though. Even even a series as good as Danganronpa, like I couldn't binge that one. Like I have to take breaks in between visual novels. A lot of reading. So hopefully you like to read. If you don't, then you are in the wrong. Game. Yeah, yeah. You you better play something else. Let's do number twenty. I'm I'm voting for racing games, which would be like Forza Motorsport. Now you had a little comment there. You were you were saying there's a difference between simulation racing and arcade racing. I know you. If this was arcade racing, this would be higher on your list. You had it at 26. I, I had it at 16. I don't like sim racing games because they're just too realistic. Yeah. I mean, like those games, I feel like I need to actually be in a car in order to enjoy them. Yeah. Like being outside of a car, I don't feel like I. I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, I've, yeah, it's very arcade, uh, not arcade as in the genre, but arcade and in the place. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, probably better. Um, little shout out to an arcade racing game, and not no cars, but it was a it was a Harry Potter broom racing game that I found online back in the day. It was actually really fun. You would do laps. Um, damn, I need some boomers to like know my references. Anyway, racing at number twenty. All right, we need twenty one. From our list, it looks like Rhythm will be 21. 
Because I have it at 25, but you have it at 9. I love rhythm games. I, I, I love rhythm games. Well, you're not an Osu fan. I'm not an Osu fan, but I love rhythm games. There's a difference. Remember we talked about rhythm games? Because I believe we talked about Trombone Champ. And uh-huh. I was telling you that I actually really did enjoy on Vita that Hatsune Miku game. Um, mm-hmm. that, that one was really fun. So I like them. I don't seek them out, but I like them. They're cool. Yeah. They're pretty I, neat. I think it's a fine pick to put it there. Yeah, 21. Yep, 21. All right, let's go to 22. Uh, you know what? Let's just... I think Party is fine as 22. Party? All right. We'll do Party at 22. Um, what right. was the last, last Party game you played? Uh, the last party game I played was... I'm trying to remember the name. Smash Brothers? No, it's not Smash Brothers. <laughs> ah, I got him! That's actually... I've actually played Mario Party when I went on vacation. I went to go see some friends, and they have a Switch. So we played Mario Party. It was fun. It's good times. You know, Casual. Just like Smash Brothers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> pummel party that's pummel party yeah yeah yep i remember i love pummel party honestly pummel party is cool because it's like a mixture of all the games yep genres there you go all right all righty then let's 23 uh... so for 23 i think there are a couple of candidates here go for it what would you say obviously gotcha which would be like something like fate grand order um, I have it you at 23, what? you have it at 24. How about this? I say 23 is open world. Open world? Mm-hmm. So I have it at 8, you have it at 21. That's a th- I think that's Why a good... do I have it so low? Because it feels bloated. Like, I love Yakuza right now. Like, Yakuza's great game. But, like, one of the things I kind of don't like is that every time I go into a chapter... 30 things just open up and I'm like I enjoy the fact that like the game tells you hey you should just not do the story mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm like the story hooked me in and I just got to go know what happens next. Yeah. I think I'm a little skewed by open world from Rockstar because two of my favorite ones are GTA 4. I spent so much time playing GTA 4 both offline and online back in the day. And then Red Dead Redemption man, I spent so much time playing that game. Like, I did everything. Like, anything you could think of. I was wrestling cattle. I was, uh, not wrestling cattle. What's the, wrestling? What the, wrestling. What's the, what's the thing? Wrestling. What's the thing where you rope the cattle? Um, uh, that's not wrestling at all. That's called um, wrangling. Wrangling, yeah. Not wrestling. Uh, podcast correction. And I played poker. I went to Mexico. Man, I love that game. That game is sick. So Rockstar has really skewed my vision for open world games. I think I like having freedom in games. Um, open world are... I, yeah, that's why I had a really high at, at 8. But I think 23 is good for open world. Like, if you want to know a good example of like games that I think are, like what I said, that are like just bloated, look up Assassin's Creed. And look up, um, just look up any Ubisoft open world game. Watch Dogs. Because it's like, yeah, Watch Dogs. Like, look up... Um, Cyberpunk 2077. I would, uh, 
I guess, yeah, uh, that one. Another game that I think is also like fitting of this title is um, the Horizon series, Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, because it's like you know where you need to go, but it's like those games make you kind of just not do the story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it just feels bloated. Yeah, sometimes there's indecision when you have too many options, right? So if you have too many decisions to make, you'll end up just getting overwhelmed and being like, man, I'm just not going <laughs> to deal with it at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Go do something else. So I feel that. Um, I personally enjoy freedom, and I don't have an issue of doing one thing because I know the other things are going to be there once I'm done. So um, I like open world. They're fun. All right, so that was 23. We need 24. I think Gotcha is probably 24 because I have it at 23, you have it at 24. Um, I don't play Fate Grand Order, but the only Gotcha game I've ever played and actually spent a good amount of time with was Bleach Brave Souls. I, I really enjoyed the gameplay in Bleach Brave Souls. I try to get all my Unahanas on one team. Um, and then that was my end game, actually. After I got all, all, all the cool, coolest versions of Unohana on my team, I was like, all right, I think I'm good. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I beat the game. So uh, I think I played that game on and on for about a year, and that's why I have it at 23. I've tried other ones. I tried Genshin Impact before. I didn't really like it. Wow. Most recently, I tried that One Punch, one, one punch Man game. Um, it was okay, but there's so many things going on in it, and I was like, I, I don't want to learn any of this stuff. It's just overwhelming, so I deleted that. But, um, you know, speaking of One Piece or not One Piece, uh, Bleach, I saw a funny question and so many people like the reason I found this question was because someone was like, what the hell? Why is there so why is this even? And what it was, was would you rather train with Goku or spend 24 hours with uh, Yorichi? Yorichi? Yeah. Yorichi. <laughs> the, the cat lady? Yeah, the cat lady. <laughs> spend 24 hours with Yorichi. Wait, why is that a meme? Because it's like everyone loves the idea of training with Goku, mm-hmm. but like spending 24 hours with Yoruichi, there's a lot of things you could do with Yoruichi. She'll probably make you train too. Do they not watch Bleach? Yeah, they don't <laughs> because they're like degenerates and they're like, I'd love to get inside Yoruichi's pants. I don't think, no, she's, she'll make you run like stupid errands or some shit. <laughs> I don't think you're signing up to what you're thinking you're signing up for if you're going to be spending time with Yoruichi. She's cool, though. She is cool. She's not going to lie. All right, we need a 25 broken. And honestly, we've gotten to the point where our, any, any of these on this list could be 25 because we're pretty close in where we place them. I'm thinking 25 is probably... No, maybe not that what? one. Not stealth, because... Stealth is not it. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking puzzle, probably right. Yeah, we could do puzzle. Puzzle or RTS, either or like. I say I say puzzle first, and then RTS second. Okay. How about that? Okay, so have you ever? I'm too stupid for puzzle games. I the last one that I played and beaten, but I did use a guide. I do have to admit, was The Witness, which is um, made by the same person who made Braid, actually. Yeah. And The Witness. It's fucked up because it's it's really hard. Like I'm so stupid, and I can't do puzzle games without like trying to like you know wreck my brain. But it was a cool puzzle game. Um, I like similar to 2D platforming. I like puzzles when it's the element of in another game. Yeah, of the gameplay. But like there are That's... some 
some games like uh, Portal, for example, that I really enjoy that are predominantly puzzle. Um, I will the- admit that that's the same thing for me. Is like I like puzzle games when they're in a different genre than just puzzle games. Mm-hmm. So you said real time strategy, a la I Age of Empires. I love real time strategy. I will say this: uh, XCOM, XCOM games are kind of fun. I, I like them because it's like you can name your you, you can name your units. So it's like fun to name your units off your friends or whoever watches your stream or anything like that. And then it's like everyone gets invested into that character because you name them. And then it's like, oh, you died like three minutes into the run. Right. I, that's another one where I think you kind of have to be smarter than me to play because like they're not difficult, but they're challenging and you definitely have to know what you're doing. A lot of trial by fire with, with the RTS. I remember playing a little bit of Age Empires when I was younger. I haven't really ventured into the genre much recently, but they're they're definitely pretty cool. All right, 27. I think, so here's a actually a little mini compromise here. I think 27 should be sports because I actually have sports much higher than you. I mean, mm-hmm. no surprise there. I have sports games at 15. You have them at 31, the last on the list, the bottom tier is sports games. Uh, I think I'm sorry, I don't like sports it's games. It's okay, it's fine. I mean, uh, we'll put them at 27. A quick shout out to, to sports games. FIFA 2005, GOAT. So fun. That game is so fun. I played, I put so many hours in 2005 when I was younger. Madden 08 with uh, Vince Young on the cover. That one was sick. I played that one a lot. As far as basketball, NBA 2K12 was a lot of fun. I haven't played 2K, but I hear a lot of people love 2K. So I haven't played since 2012. But I played the shit out of NBA Live 08, which was like, man, that was was really fun. And then NBA 2K12, I thought was a really good game. And then I played some tennis games and... Um, I never played a wrestling game or an MMA game. It's been a while, but uh, you know me. If you ever are down for some ball 2D, 2D soccer, I'll play that shit on Steam. Challenge me. That's my <laughs> that's my game. You know what? I would say it's 27 solely because there's a sport game that I love, and it's NBA Jam. Oh, yeah, of course, NBA Jam. Again, that's like the arcade version of sports as opposed to the sim. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we got three here to go. We need a 28, a 29, or rather, sorry, four. I can't do math. 28, 29, you know what? 30, 31. I already know what our 31 is going to be. What's so our 31? We might as well get it off our 31. Let's get 31 out of the way. Sandbox. Sandbox. All right. I have it at 28. You have it at 30. And That's uh, 31. Yeah, it's a game like Minecraft. And yeah. We're probably not that creative, and that's probably why we hate these games. Yeah. Because, like, every time I play Minecraft or some or a survival game like that, I always end up being the scavenger in my friends group because I can't build. Right. I can't do any of these, like, farming stuff. I'm just like, sure, I'll get you the materials, but, like, that's it. And I don't find that, like, super fun. Like, I like playing with other people, but when it's by myself, no. Yeah, yeah. I can only spend, like, three minutes in it, and then I get bored and tired of it. I played a little bit of this uh, early access game called Craftopia. I started with my friends, 
And then that was fun. We built our little village. We had a farm. <laughs> you know what was really fun? Is just just because I'm dumb. You can build conveyors in that game. And I build a conveyor that goes straight from the farm. So I chopped up one of the fences. So cows would just hop on the conveyor. And then I put a big old uh, pot, like a roasting pot. That <laughs> they would just launch them into the pot. And I would get free meat. And I was like, sweet. I just watched these cows just <laughs> ride to their doom. <laughs> it was actually really fun. Um, that was my little what project. What I like about these kind of games is that like when you do goofy shit, mm -hmm. but like nine times out of 10, you're not doing anything goofy. You're just trying to do things to survive or right. to like, and it, that's when it gets boring. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't like crafting. Crafting in RPGs is fun, but like crafting to craft is just, sucks i do think it's really cool how some people in minecraft make like ginormous cities like you ever seen the guy who made the city of rapture from bioshock in minecraft it's super cool like it's it's, it's dope mm -hmm. all right so that was our 31 i will say this keeping in line of going from the bottom to the top okay. i think 30 should go to simulation games Sim games. So I have Sim at the bottom tier, 31. You have him at 27. So Sim games would be like Farming Simulator. I saw, just recently, I saw a trailer for a game called Gas Station Simulator, where you patch up... Make a simulator of anything. <laughs> there's Goat Simulator. There's... Uh, PC Building Simulator. Tractor there Simulator. Why is, there, why is there three games to build a PC? You know what's fun? is building your own PC. Why That's do true. I need to spend 60 bucks to pretend I'm making a PC. There's a simulator game for being an, an off-road uh, truck driver, like a truck driving simulator. Like, what? Just go get a CDL. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah, there's one. There's one called, I think it's called The Road, where, like, literally all it is is you drive, like, I forget how long, like, 12 or 14 hours or some godforsaken long hours down a road and the reason the only way you, you stay awake and active is that the game casually makes your truck go to the left you have to steer you, to the are right are you talking about the desert bus i think it's called the desert bus but yeah. like you basically have to steer your your truck to the right every now and then yep. and like the the objective of the game is to get all the way to the end of the road Just and then back. all the way to the back and i'm like who finds enjoyment in that i don't know man it's it's brutal, but somebody does because obviously it's a genre and it sells. And then you got the traditional simulation games, um, like The Sims. You know, you you simulate a family. <laughs> and, I'm uh, too poor to own one of these. Oh man, I want to make a house. I would love to have a house and have a wife and kids. I'm just too poor for that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sim goes at 30, so we need 29 and 28, and obviously we only have two more candidates for those. So I would assume 28 would have to meet in the middle, and that would be Stealth, because I have Stealth at 26, and you have Stealth at 29, and Stealth would be a game like Thief. Think, honestly, I'd say that game is 29, and 28 is, I mean, yeah, and 28 is card games. So what we what did we decide on card games? Card games, I had... Oh, you're 20. right. Yeah, I had it at 30, you had it at 20, so that would be a better compromise. So let's put card games at 28. And then 29 is stealth games. I'm sorry. 
I don't know, guys. It might be because I'm just a gorilla, gorilla brain broken. But I cannot, like, I like certain stealth games. But, like, stealth games as a whole, especially when you put stealth genres in other games, fucking infuriates me. Yeah. I just want to go, go, go. And then when it's like, hey, we took away all your weapons in this, like, super action-packed game, and you have to go with stealth. What? Now, I'll say this. In Uncharted, I like stealth in that game because it's a reward. Mm -hmm. Like, the reward of doing stealth is that you you can go through the whole entire area without shooting anybody and without having to go into, like, a super hard shootout, right? Like, Yeah, I think if it's an, an element of another game, and if it's used appropriately, like you said, Uncharted, it could be cool. But there are certain sequences. I remember when I was playing Hitman 3, I was like, God, like, this is Hitman just annoying 3 is to also, Hitman 3 kind of forces you to be stealthy. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, Hitman 3 also allows you to, like, just goof off and, like, figure it out your own way. We made it through. It took us a while, but yeah. we made it through. So here is our game genre combined list in order 1 through 31. At number 1, 2D fighting games. At number 2, we have action adventure. At number 3, we have 3D fighting games. At number 4, we have... Classic adventure games. And number five, Psych Horror. Number Got six it. is Beat 'em Ups. Number seven, Metroidvania. Number eight, third person, third shooter. person shooter. Number nine, first person shooter. Number 10, 3D platformer. Number 11, survival horror. Number 12, 2D platformer. Number 13, Battle Royale. Number 14, Western RPG. Western. Number 15, Japanese RPG. Some people, someone's going to be really salty about that. It's like, what? You put Western RPG over JRPG? I do not care. <laughs> Number 16, roguelikes. Number 17, MMOs. Number 18. Your favorite games. <laughs> yeah, it's so low. It's so low. Walking simulator. Slash narrative driven games. Number 19, it's visual novels. Number 20, racing. Number 21, rhythm. Number 22, party. Number 23, open, open world. world. Number 24, gotcha. Number 25 is number 25 broken. God damn it. <laughs> I'm looking for it. The pressure. 25 is puzzle. Number 26, 26 is real crime strategy. RTS. Number 27, sports. Number 28, cards. card. Number 29, stealth. 30, 30 simulation games. And 31 is sandbox games. I like how we had a nice little thing going every now and then where like yeah, the for top a games were at the top of this list yep. and the bottom games were at the bottom. And then every now and then we had to like... Yeah. jump up and down and i was like oh god dang it yeah we're not the most organized as far as making lists but hey we got it done so if you are listening to this and somehow you uh, made sense of our list because we certainly haven't um and you disagree you can let us know if you agree you can let us know if you want to make your own list send it to us we have a yeah, discord we'll, send put it in the podcast discussion 
yeah, we'd love to to tell you whether you're right or wrong. All right. In your own opinion. <laughs> Let me tell you why. In my wrong. honest <laughs> IMHO, I think yeah. that Slender the Eight Pages is a masterpiece of horror games. And I think you're wrong. Broken, before we get out of here, is there one position on this combined tier list that you're a little salty about? Because I have one. I'll start with mine. Obviously, to no surprise, Walking Sims. I was like, man, 18? I was like, at least I thought I could get it within like the top 12. But 18? That is so low. My dear Walking Sims. So just for reference, I had it at 2. On my personal list, you had it at 28. So we compromised on 18. For my narrative-driven slash walking simulator genre. Uh-huh. So that's my little salt moment. Do you have anything where you're like, man, I wish that was higher? Rhythm games. Rhythm. Okay, so rhythm, we have a 21. You had a 9. I had a 25. So yeah, we're roughly around the same spot there. I thought, because I love rhythm games. Like, it's not the game genre I play all the time. But like every now and then, I don't know, I just like music. So I like, I like to listen to music. And so like rhythm games are kind of my jam. Mm -hmm. it's my, my hidden like love alright I think that's it uh, we technically have a take a flyer wrap up but we can do that for next week since we ran a little late with this topic I'm glad we got it done though it was fun and uh, yeah, that was we'll, a really fun time yeah we'll probably do one again maybe we'll cut down some of the categories just to make it a little more time uh, friendly I can't wait to hear Pringle complain about oh, <laughs> RPG yeah. placements yeah, yeah. That's going to be so great to see. Especially after Discord. I talk shit about Dragon Quest. <laughs> Sorry, Pringle, but it was boring. Like, I didn't like it. I, I don't know. I can't. I like what I like. And I like Omori, goddammit. <laughs> I can't wait for someone to say, you guys don't understand how great silent protagonists are. They're the greatest thing yeah. in mediums. And I'm I don't like, know anybody no. that says that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that I've actually had this argument where it's like, I think you're wrong when you think that silent protagonists are good. I think you're just wrong. Yeah. Your opinion is trash. <laughs> All right, Broken. Let's get out of here. Appreciate everybody for listening. I know this was a lengthy one. Hopefully we didn't frustrate you too much with our scrolling of our list. But yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully Pringle the One joins us. And uh, if not, we'll have something else going on for the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's all we have for this show. So for everybody who's listening, appreciate it. Join our Discord. Shout outs to people on Patreon. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace, y'all. Peace.